0: They patrol the monuments to gridiron legends. But you better get the hell out of the way when they come rolling through. Randy Heights and Ryan Chapman are the Heisman Park Rangers. Presented by the Highball Network. Well, we hope as uh, we are recording right now at 425 on a Wednesday afternoon. OU Baylor is still on. As of now, hold your breath. As of right now, uh, since we last spoke, Randy, a lot has happened. Oklahoma-West Virginia did not happen. That was not one of those things. It appears OU has themselves an outbreak, not just in the football facility, but OU basketball has been pushed back eight days off their original opener. The Oklahoma women's basketball team was not able to take their out-of-state trip for some non-conference stuff. Hoo boy! It's
1: been nuts, man. I mean, following along, and it's like it all broke. Wednesday, it started trickling out what two thirty, three o'clock, and it it just snowballed. One sport, then here comes men's basketball. Oh wait, men's basketball.
0: Was well, yeah, within twenty yeah. minutes of each other, the men's basketball game was canceled. Yeah. Then OUS Virginia was scrapped, and I was actually thinking because I was on the road, but right. but my we were doing some traveling for Thanksgiving. Very close. Don't worry about it. It was not what you think, but uh. Mother was in the passenger seat, and she was watching the OU women's basketball game, like, on her phone. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. If football is torched and men's basketball, do we need to stop that game and just do some rapid testing at halftime? Because I was like, what are what are the odds that, that this – and sure enough, the next day women's basketball was put on pause as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of one of those crazy things when you look at it. I mean, from even Riley this week, he talked about how bad it was. The men are gonna take the floor tomorrow night. And nine scholarship guys. I mean yes. so that that's proof right there. They were hit pretty hard. Haven't heard any numbers on the women's team. Supposedly they've got a game, I believe it's Saturday is the, or no Sunday's their next game. Haven't heard word whether they're gonna play it or not. I would assume since there hasn't been anything announced, they will play it as of now. But it's been crazy. And so kind of like you said. This whole thing has taken down the whole athletic department, if you will. I yeah. mean, the sports that are active right now are not active. Yeah. And they just got back after it this week. So it's going to be interesting to follow along and see. As big a problem as it's been for football this year, I think basketball is the one that's going to be wild, wild west as yeah. far as scheduling.
0: I, and I think here's the good thing for basketball is if needed – The Sooners could play at Kansas and at Kansas State on back-to-back nights. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a thing that can happen. It sucks, I know, but logistically the sport of basketball and the sport of football are just different that way. So I think that you're going to see a lot more um, postponements as opposed to cancellations in basketball. Now, we talk non-conference, so it was announced OU Florida – They're just canceling that game. It's moving to next season. The home-and-home will start. Lon Kruger on his press conference this week said OUUCF is canceled. They're going to try and get it back on the schedule next year. So, yeah, the non-conference stuff. But I think once you get into conference play, I don't think we're going to have these questions. of This is a, a popular conversation in college football right now of, can you just tell us you need this number of games to qualify for the college football playoff? We kind of had that similar conversation with basketball. I think that everyone's going to get their entire conference slayed in unless the whole conference just says it's not worth it. Let's just kill the whole thing. Mm
1: -hmm. No, I I think you're right, and I think that's why it's still going to be interesting, though, because basketball, not that there's not scouting and there's not game prep for the players you're playing. In some ways, basketball is easier because they already play two, three games a week for a coach to go, oh, crud, Kansas is COVID positive. But, oh, look at this, Texas Tech's not we're going to change this state and you come in now here and we'll go to Kansas next week when we're supposed to be in Lubbock. I think basketball will have a little more freedom and a flexibility to do that just for the way their schedule lines out anyway. And so it's going to be a fun year, and that's why I say it's going to be the wild, wild west. Don't go by the schedule you have in your hand. Right. And if you want proof of that, I'm sitting here trying to go through and schedule out all the games on the programming log and everything. 90% of Oklahoma's schedule for game times still says TBA. Yeah. In a normal year, this week in December, I would know every game time that was on the schedule. Right, yeah. But 90% of it still says TVA.
0: Yeah. It's, we, uh, we got a date,
1: but not a time.
0: It's going to be all over the place. And I guess to put a pin in basketball before we get back to right. football, because I know you come for the football, but we're about to transition to basketball season. This isn't just an OU football podcast here on the Heisman Park Rangers, but I actually got word today I will be in the nice. Lloyd Noble Center on Thursday night and leave it to Lon Kruger to be the dude that's just like, yeah, we've just got nine players available, Victor Uakor is the biggest name that won't be with us, so Jalen Hill's probably going to have to play a little bit of four and five something he's not used to doing and I was just like, it's uh I'm not saying it's right or wrong or otherwise, but you know, Lon is known for just being open, he's like, every single practice is open, if the other team wants to come in and sit down, cool, whatever, we'll like, Lon's just like, I don't care, it is what it is, you go over to football where it's uh, Fort Knox over there, and the only information that leaks out is it's a hundred percent intentional because what is the media narrative this week, Randy? Uh headline one, will the team play? Headline two, oh my god, Bob stoops. Exactly. No,
1: I mean I saw that, and that was literally the breaking news yesterday across the board. You know, after the press conference, and you're going, that's very interesting because I think that brings up some other things that makes you wonder. No one talks about it or anything, but. Bob was working with the defensive staff. We know some assistants and support staff have been affected by it. No one talks about Alex Grinch. You kind of wonder, huh, nothing official, but I think you can use some deductive reasoning and kind of go, wonder if that's one of the guys that's either I'm not gonna say positive contact tracing. What it's just it, in quarantine. Right. Not there. And again, we're not there because like you say, it's Fort Knox, you can't get in, but that's definitely the way it looks, you know. And what effect could that have on a team? Yeah, you would think this team this late in the season doesn't matter who's calling the plays especially if you got a guy like Bob stepping in there to help the other guys. You you don't see much drop off, I don't
0: think. Yeah, and I just think to again, we we have no confirmed information, but let's just read between the lines here for a minute. On Tuesday, Lincoln Riley was point blank asked if he had tested positive, not just in this recent, you know, thing, but at all. And his exact words were, "Well, I'm here, aren't I?" Right. Alex Grinch, who we've spoken to every single week is since there? since the regular media availability started, was not there. Hmm. Um. For those of you that don't recall, you know Bob's been the head coach or was the head coach in Norman for a long time. Obviously, yeah, he was a secondary coach. Yeah. Hmm. Alex Grinch is a defensive coordinator, secondaries. Coach, if you need someone to step onto the field, well, you'd think, you know, uh, I'll just bring in, bring in the old ball coach who coached little secondaries.
1: And I'll say this just if people start wondering what that means, it does to me, it doesn't even mean that Grinch couldn't be there on Saturday,
0: right? If he's in quarantine,
1: you know, his days may end on Thursday, you right? Know, when it's up, it could be over today, you know, we, we just don't know. And so that's the thing, but I think it's interesting to look at that and see almost the narrative that. Regardless, it almost took away from the fact, like you say, that Grinch wasn't there. Not even a narrative that was talked about hardly at all yesterday. It was more about Bob being there. So I will say this. If that is the case, let's just say Grinch is out for COVID reasons. Talk about the perfect shell game to get you to, hey, take your eye off my left hand while I move with my right hand. Was, right. Hey, let's send out pitchers from the University of Oklahoma. Bob Stoops coaching again as an assistant. No one's even thinking about where's Alex Grinch over here,
0: except well, for
1: all of us tinfoil guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also think that, look, OU has tried a turnover token once before. Right. The infamous sledgehammer that appeared and then was not used and disappeared. Last year, there was some talk of you know holding one fist up in the air on turnover, stuff like that, and then the team didn't get another turnover at home <laughs> uh, after that was introduced— I'm here for the frozen margarita machine brought to you by Rock and Roll Tequila on the sidelines for every every interception by the secondary, every big play by the secondary.
1: Not promoting drinking, but forget forget the frozen machine. How about just, you've seen the Rock and Roll Tequila bottles, right? Yeah. It's a guitar. Fine. Dump the tequila out into something else and use the bottle. My goodness. How about that? Passing that around the sidelines? Yeah, that would one... I mean, how fun could that be?
0: Well, it would be very fun, and then the Oklahoma football program would immediately be canceled by Twitter. Yeah. But I mean, it beats the pimp hat Tulsa wears on offense. <laughs> I, I here's what we in. Feel free to hire me. I've been tested semi regularly, just because you know I'm, I, I've you know insane. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, you know, glutton for punishment. But just being around this stuff, I I feel like I like I would feel bad putting myself into this situation. Right. You know. Like, uh, we make our money on these sports continuing. If I am the cause of an outbreak and I lose money, I'll be very upset with myself and everyone else will too. But I've been tested semi-regularly. I can, and I'm willing, to be on the sideline. I will check the IDs of the people that are coming up, and we can distribute the, again, it's rock and roll tequila water, but still, for the cancel culture cloud, I can put the X's on the hands. Of the DBs who do not need to be past the rock and roll tequila water, and we can do this the right way, Randy.
1: I like it. I say, let's go for it right there. That, like, we that, can do it. That makes a fun Saturday night game.
0: A little velvet rope, a little
1: velvet rope action. I think it'll be good. I think it could be a lot of fun, man. I mean, come on now, just do some IDs, a VIP section, like you say on the bench for the ones over 21. Could be a small gathering, but.
0: Well, it, it would be not only that, ones over 21 who forced a turnover. So. Yeah. I could just be standing there cold, looking like an idiot, but I'm willing to— I say we give it a shot. I'm willing to take that risk.
1: I'll, I'll let you call OU and propose it tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'm sure they're going to be going for it. But uh, before we get back to the on-the-field stuff, I guess this is technically on-the-field. Do you see any real impact on the game other than, like, if Bob Stoops still has to coach? Obviously, he was still out there today because OU released— he had a
1: headset on. Did you notice that Yes. The that was kind of, to me, in some ways, that was kind of telling because I'm like, really? I've been to a lot of practices before they started being like Fort Knox. Right. I never remember coaches wearing headsets on the sidelines. Right. And I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah. So I'm just curious of if Bob Stoops is a necessary replacement for a member of the staff on Saturday, other than the obvious, like, it's not the normal coach, do you think that there will be a big impact one way or another? Oh,
1: I don't. I mean, and it's just like, it's funny. It's like everyone, even the way it may have sounded when we started this, everyone talks like, oh, Bob's on the sideline. Let's just say the Grinch rumblings were true, and he's not there Saturday. Hey, Bob's a great defensive coordinator, but if anyone out there in this world thinks he's going to be the one making the play calls, you're all crazy, right. and I would be included in that. So that's why I don't ex- expect to see a big change, because it's going to be one of the guys, whether it's Manning – you know, someone it'll like that, it'll you know.
0: be the audition for Odom to be your DC exactly. once Alex Grinch gets hired away right. here in a I year or two.
1: <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be someone like that calling the play. So I don't expect this end of the world changing of the guard. You know, going on or anything like that. So I, I really don't see a big difference. Yeah, maybe some of the intensity. But if you've ever seen Bob Stoops on the sideline, I don't know if there could be intensity lost by by yeah. any stretch of the
0: imagination. Well, I actually thought – so In a, I was thinking about this yesterday. In a hypothetical world where if Bob Stoops is slotting in for uh, just specifically Alex Grinch because he's the play caller, that's what makes everything different. Right. Um, if Odom who would be the guy who I think that he would be the guy that, that gets handed over to, I almost wonder if Odom would then come out of the press box for this one game and you'd put Bob up there. And if Manning's still available, if Jamar Kane's still available, Thibodeau's still available, you've got the same coaches on the sideline – and then Bob is just up in the box, radioing down, basically saying, hey, I'm seeing this. Hey, I'm seeing that. And that would be a way that he's contributing without messing with the flow of any of anything on the sideline as far as the guys you're used to being coached by, the adjustments, all that stuff. I, You know,
1: I, and I think that's a good theory, but I, I also wonder if it wouldn't stay the way it is now, Odom up there, right. in the pre- for wherever they're comfortable with. I mean, for a couple of years, that's the way Odom's been going. And it almost made me wonder, is that the reason Bob's got the headset on? Because, you know— he needs to know where the plays are coming from. You know, he's going to be not so much involved in making decisions or anything like that. But hey, here's how it's working. You know, here's how we make our calls, and that way, when he's on sidelines, he's not feeling like, you know, someone lost out there on this island. So I don't know if that would be the case, or if Odom does stay up there just for a comfort factor for this, you know, for the this game. Because again, no matter what, I mean, it's not a long term problem. You Right. Know, you would expect West Virginia if that game gets in. You know, Grinch is back and everything's a go. So I don't know if they change much and or if they just keep it this way right now.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. And again, it's all hypothetical cuz like you said, every coach could test out of quarantine right like 5 minutes ago. Right. Or by the time you listen to this podcast, the game could be canceled. <laughs> like God, don't say that. I know, but I'm just just saying that uh, it's a lot of hypotheticals and it's a lot of fun. Um, Before we get into specifically OU and Baylor, just a quick note for for those of you curious. If you haven't heard this anywhere else or or read it or anything like that, Oklahoma just needs to play one of these two games, Mm -hmm. win it obviously, and they will qualify for the Big 12 championship game.
1: And I got some theories with you on this later on.
0: Yeah, if... One other game, it's not an OU game, just one other game gets canceled. OU is into the Big 12 championship without playing either of these games. Right. So I guess we can put on tinfoil hat time. Something that is I find really interesting is as the schedule stands right now, mm-hmm. Iowa State is on a bye next week. Right. And Oklahoma plays one of the more difficult games in Morgantown. If you're the Sooners, would you rather go into a Big 12 championship game not having played in, what would it be, three or four weeks, mm-hmm. but having that extra time to prep for Iowa State? Or would you rather roll out, have a game, get your rhythm back, and just not worry about Iowa State having that extra week off?
1: Well, I here's my theory on it, and I'll go even bigger tinfoil hat. I think this is a game that gets played this week, if they can. And then I think the West Virginia game is the one that you're looking at going, you know what? And I don't think it's Oklahoma as much as it's the Big 12 because this is not taking anything away from Oklahoma State, but you've seen over the last couple of days a couple of guys opting out for the Cowboys going, hey, we're done, you know, we're getting ready for the draft. So the last thing the Big 12 wants to do is showcase. Here's Iowa State at 100%, you know, minus any potential COVID, going against Oklahoma State that's lost their best offensive linemen. Who knows by that time if, like, Tylon Wallace decides this weekend, you know what, I'm going to get ready for the draft. Chuba Hubbard's not 100% healthy. You don't want it to be a debacle game. Right. So, oh, wait, if OU loses one more? And you're right. West Virginia could be a little bit of a trap game. So do you go, yeah, let's go ahead and pull an ACC here. We're going to go. Oklahoma doesn't have to go to West Virginia. The other teams continue to play, and it's Oklahoma-Iowa State for the Big 12 title. That's kind of what I'm – that, that, if you want to go big, conspiracy theory, if right. there's anything that happens, that's the one I've been looking at. Like, Oklahoma should be able to beat Baylor. They go beat Baylor. We don't make them go to West Virginia. We don't want to risk that. We want a top 10 matchup for our Big 12 <laughs> title
0: game. Actually, we're sending everyone to Dallas right now. It, like, Oklahoma, uh, They get done. They walk off the field. Sunday, everyone's moving to Dallas. They've set up a sterile facility for both teams. Nobody gets to leave. For
1: two weeks. For for
0: two weeks, everyone's wearing the tracking bracelets. It's NBA bubble for just two weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I've been thinking all day long, going, hmm. After seeing what the ACC and the Bush League move they pulled, I'm sorry. I could go off and rail on that all day long. Because, to me, that's such bush league. I mean, it's different to do it if the games are canceled because of COVID. That's why I wouldn't like the move if the Big 12 did it right now for Oklahoma. You don't do it. If you can play the games and it's on the schedule, you play the game. Right. And I'm like, looking at the ACC going, seriously? If I'm the college football playoff committee, I may have put a call into the commissioner after they pulled that movie yesterday. Yeah, you do realize now the loser of this game is out of the playoff.
0: Yeah, like they're done. You
1: both may have made it if you'd have played your schedule all through. But the
0: loser year title game is definitely out. Well, and it's we. – I've said this before. I normally think that the committee gets too much credit because at the end of the year, I think every single year except maybe one, two maybe, that, that first year with Baylor and, and TCU and stuff, it's been like these are the clear best four teams. And even if team number four, which has usually been Oklahoma, you don't feel like they're one of the best four teams in college right. football. You look around at everyone else, you're like, well, by default, we have to put them in. Very easy decision. This year, it all's going to balance out because I don't know what you do. You're going to have an Ohio State who potentially could only play five games and be undefeated. You're going to have the ACC with that baloney. You're going to have a two-loss Big 12 champion, most likely. or. I, I was just yeah two yeah, losses yeah. Loss, yeah you're loss, gonna have a two yeah. loss so I was thinking they only have one loss in conference yeah. I forgot about the Raging Cajuns exactly bad. you're yeah. gonna have a two loss Big Twelve champion who knows what the hell the pac 12s doing and they've already kind of eliminated I guess Washington if they go undefeated or USC no yeah yeah,
1: yeah
0: yeah well I sorry I, I follow USC very closely brutal. one of my uh, good friends is a big USC fan they're they're not going undefeated no. this year it's not happening
1: but no I mean and I think you're right for the committee this year. And this is coming from nowhere, like, rooting-wise or anything. I think whatever four teams they put in, it's going to have a lot of questions. Right. Because whether it is a 5-1 Ohio State team, because that's what people aren't factoring in right now. Michigan got their game canceled today. Odds they play next week because of their COVID situation with the Big Ten stipulations— it's very slim.
0: They have a four-day window, basically. Right. of like if, if everyone today that couldn't get out of quarantine can get out as soon as possible, that's four days. And right. if I'm Michigan, I'm saying, wait a minute. You're telling me that a game we're probably going to lose anyway, we can just opt out of and screw Ohio State, which we haven't been able to do for 20 years? Yeah, let's yeah. just opt out of this and, game. And
1: to be honest, at that point, if you look at it, because everyone is a different schedule, if I'm the committee... I have an excuse, not that I want to leave them out to go, Ohio State, because we don't know if they're going to play this Saturday as of this moment. If that game gets canceled and Ohio State at that point, like you say, plays one more game and they're 5-0 and and it wasn't a Big Ten title game, because that's the deal. Even though they're undefeated, if Michigan doesn't play this week, that game next week is canceled, and I think there only needs to be one other game in the Big Ten canceled, Ohio State's out of the title game. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: it. And I'm sorry, I think it's easy to go, we can't put you in. You played five games. Well and, and unfortunately for Ohio State, none just by luck of the draw, that Indiana game's the only one that is a quality opponent, and then right. Indiana loses their quarterback. So you expect Indiana will tail off here, so it's gonna look like, you know, at face value, oh, they didn't play anyone, even though I think Indiana's pretty salty, but right. you, you only played five games.
1: Yeah, regardless salty or not, it's five games. And how do you look at Let's let's forget Oklahoma. I mean, I know this is an Oklahoma podcast. How do you look at A and who I can't stand, Florida, and go? Uh, they're going in front of you, Wait, right? We we played seven. We've won seven games. They've literally only played They've played five.
0: five. We've won seven. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, it's like how do you do that? I I don't know how you as a committee could look and go. Yeah, they deserve it because also the other reason I'll say maybe you could justify them not deserving it if they only played the five games. Indiana's pretty good but if you're only going to play five games and I would say this of any program in the country that's especially a powerhouse like Ohio State if you only play five games when everyone else is playing nine plus you better have an average margin of victory of like 28 points Yeah, where it's been no doubt and it better not matter who you're playing your scrubs are playing at the end of the game guess what the one salty team you played you held off at the end. Yeah. They had chances. Sorry, five win Ohio State. Go have fun in the, well, it wouldn't even be the Rose Bowl. I don't know where they would go.
0: <laughs> the, I mean, the Tostitos Festival. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Randy, oh Randy, Randy. We could have Ohio State and Cincinnati in a, oh, in a New Year's yes. Six bowl game who Ohio State won't play – because they won't play Cincinnati, right? Because of the in-state thing, and and they're like, it does nothing but help them to play us, which I agree with. I fully agree. I agree with, but, oh, the bad blood. You think that that Cincinnati – because you're going to have an Ohio State team that's like, screw you guys. And opt-out galore. Well, yeah, you'll have opt-out galore, but the guys who are staying are just like, screw you guys, we feel like we've been legitimately robbed and, like, Uh the last time Urban belly ached about it. Then you've got a Cincinnati team that's like – we feel like we've been robbed because we got passed over and we're undefeated. Screw you screw you, Ohio right. State. I wanna see that.
1: No, I do too. I think that'd be great. I mean, it's gonna be interesting because and we've talked about it and I guess it's too late now. I keep I can't understand why they don't just expand the playoff. Yeah. Because right now when you look at it too, this was my other thing I was thinking about this week for expanding the playoff. And again, as an Oklahoma podcast, it's not just about trying to find a way to get Oklahoma in the playoff. But the reason to me is expanding. This week, we've lost the Sun Bowl. What was the other bowl that was canceled this week? There was another bowl game, I believe, canceled this week. Can't think off the top of my head. Yeah. But the, it's up to, like, what?
0: But the Pinstripe Bowl was yeah. canceled.
1: The, there's up to, like, 10 or 12, I think, bowl games. Right. I can't imagine why a bowl game, to be honest, would want to play right now.
0: Unless because it's they've a payouts.
1: Well, yeah, because they've got to get payouts. So, at that point, um, you're not going to have fans or many fans, and you're going to pay X team at the low end, I think a million dollars per team. You know, on some of these bowl games, how are you making that bowl game dollars back? Yeah, you get sponsor dollars, but then that's it.
0: Yeah, and you're I'm not pretty gonna... sure.
1: Brute isn't paying two million dollars to whoever. You know, well, you're, bowl you're, sponsor.
0: you're not going to get the usual that you know each university gets the payout, but they also have to buy this number of right. tickets and distribute them. And if they can't sell them, it's on. You know, they don't have all that stuff. So
1: right, so that's why I'm like, hey, playoff help the bowl system out. And go look. Sorry for all you other teams out of good year. This is all it's going to be. You take four bowl games in the first weekend, two more semifinal weekend and the one for the championship
0: week. We just need that. There you uh, go. Have you ever watched Blue Mountain State, Randy? No, we've talked about this before. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. well first off you need to but at one point um one of the teams basically gets like disqualified because the NCAA runs roughshod over them. And the other team was just like, we'll play you anytime, anywhere. So they literally build a field like in, a, in the middle of a cornfield. We just need the unsanctioned college football playoff. We just need eight teams brave enough to break off, find a cornfield somewhere, and say, we're doing it live! I'm ready for it, because this is all
1: nuts right now. I would hate to be in that committee room. I mean, and let's put it this way. Looking at the Oklahoma side of things, I mean... You had the national media after Bedlam almost start the little bit of campaign from Herb Street and all them. Not necessarily saying they belong, but almost that they belong more than the last playoff teams from Oklahoma that have made it. Right. You know, so you got them going with the eye test. This is a team that, you know, starting to do something. So let's say Oklahoma goes out and throttles Baylor sixty three to ten this weekend with a fifty three point victory, which that's very doable depending it's, on who's out.
0: It's very doable. Uh, just especially with what Baylor's put on tape this year. Right. Outside of the Kansas State game, they've been dreadful. And they
1: were actually – I watched a lot of that game. They were pretty dreadful in that game, to yeah. be honest, too. Yeah, helped out
0: by a lot of Will Howard.
1: E- exactly. And so you look at that and you're going, okay. Then all of a sudden that campaign gets going more and more for national media because Oklahoma, the one thing they're getting, they get another night national slot. It's on Fox, but there's another one. And so there's going to be a lot of steam if like, some of these teams kind of – Struggle through the end of the season, and Oklahoma's steamrolling people. What better way to eliminate all these arguments for the committee than go, eight teams, we're good. Yeah, we're, we're fine. Here we go.
0: Eight teams, I test. Boom.
1: Yeah. Conference champions, three at large.
0: Yeah. Ma- make it easy. Make it easy. And then – uh, especially because Oklahoma, they will have a chance, assuming they don't stub their toe here across the last two weeks, to avenge one of their losses. And then it's a different conversation than what we've had in years past of like, uh, oh, oh, you only had one loss. It was to Texas. They beat them. Well, now you're saying, oh, you only had two losses. They beat one of them. And both of those losses came before Ronnie Perkins and Ronda Stevenson have absolutely just knocked it out of the park. They were obviously mm-hmm. suspended, all that stuff. I, it, I'm fascinated for what that conversation is going to look like down the stretch because the committee has acknowledged, yeah. like, hey, these two these games happen without these two guys, which is why I think Oklahoma started so high and then didn't fall because a lot of teams have been penalized for not playing games, right, wrong or otherwise right. dropping in the rankings week to week. Oklahoma held steady at 11 despite being on a bye. Um, just I, I think because the committee has a lot of respect for what you're saying there, it's that this team looks different defensively than it has. And, unfortunately, the Sooners just had those two losses when it was the young team still growing without Stevenson and Perkins.
1: And for Oklahoma fans, like, right? God, we, you know, at least we didn't drop. I wish we could have maybe moved up one because some teams lost in front of them. If you're an Oklahoma fan, you want a positive for just staying at 11, a couple of positives.
0: Well, hey, they've got more than a couple of positives well, right now, Randy. Well, that's true.
1: But <laughs> on the field of positives, how about that? Iowa State, the best part about that, what happened this week? They jumped to number nine. Right. Let's say one or two other teams in front of Iowa State lose this week. Iowa State gets up to seven. You know, something like that. All of a sudden, you go into that big 12 title game, if Oklahoma does what they need to do the next two weeks and wins handily and looks impressive like they have all the way before this stoppage for them, all of a sudden you go out and say you can beat Iowa State by 17. I don't mean just like hammering them, but, you know, you control it. You win by 17, and all of a sudden – that's the number seven team in the country. You went and did right. that to, and it's your revenge win that you can go look what would happen if we'd have had these guys when we played them the first time. That debate we're talking about for that committee gets really interesting, especially if we were talking about earlier. Let's say I think Notre Dame and Clemson are both in, pretty much regardless of what happens in the ACC title. Well, but I
0: I think if Notre Dame beats Clemson, Clemson's out. Without Lawrence, right, or with Lawrence, Clemson's I think done. Clemson's done. But other than that, yes. But I'm kind
1: of counting on Clemson
0: winning. Yeah, I agree. The only way I think Notre Dame then is that
1: it would have to be one of those holy crap, Clemson just beat them fifty six to ten.
0: It would have to be like you know the last time Notre Dame played for a national title or in a college football playoff.
1: Right. Exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly right, and that's what I'm saying. I think that's the only way. And so if all of a sudden you start eliminating them, and I know Florida and A and not taking anything away from them, but they're not going to have a conference championship. Florida will have at least played for one. If Alabama goes ahead and beats them, that eliminates Florida. Well, A&M can sit there and go, what about us? What about us? You didn't even play for your conference title. Nice job. Aggie factor kicks in, and you stay off to the side. Right. You know, I mean, so that's kind of the thing. And all of a sudden, if you're the committee, throw names in the hat.
0: As yeah. far as who you're taking. If, yeah, it's like, okay, do you want Cincinnati, BYU, Oklahoma? Who's going to print yeah. the money? And Who's going to print the money? Ohio State? BYU, this year of all years,
1: and it's not their fault. I don't care that you went undefeated. I don't care you dominated everyone. Unfortunately for you, most teams were not allowed to play you. Right. When your best game is going to be, what, Boise State? Yeah, I don't care if you won twenty games this year, you're still not going to my college football playoff.
0: Well, that's why like BYU and Cincinnati need to figure something out where they can get it going if there's an off week and basically say one of us is going to get eliminated.
1: And, and I'm okay. Sure, with, yeah, but I'm okay with Cincinnati going more. They're scheduled the American Conference. Is better than what BYU's played.
0: Yeah. And well, if they go
1: through undefeated. BYU, and they want BYU to put them played in, a
0: team I'd never that North Alabama no, team. Exactly. I was like, what? <laughs> and that's again,
1: I'm not holding that against BYU. Right. Their backs were against, well, we want to play games. We we're ready to play. Oh, you can't play non con, you can't play non con. I get it. Right. But that's where also they need to go to every one of these Pac twelve teams and go, look, here's the contract. If your opponent can't play this week, I don't care if you have to notify us on Wednesday. We're ready to go.
0: Yeah, and that w- that appeared to be the holdup of uh, – it-, it sounded like Washington was reaching out to BYU. Right. And BYU – I think BYU understandably said, we're good to play this game, we're but we, to- just, we just want the conference to make sure that if Arizona State gets their game killed on Thursday, you're not going to say, no, Washington, you have to play Arizona. Like, if we're going right. to ink this deal, let's do it. And that – it just didn't happen, fell through for them, which sucks for BYU, but – I'm sorry, you can't beat North Alabama 20 times and go to a college football playoff.
1: And that's pretty much what they've done. And that's why I'm not taking away anything from what they did. But when you're trying to do this year more than any other year, the eye test, I don't care how big your offensive linemen are or defensive linemen are. If you're playing, like you say, 20 North Alabamas,
0: that's what you should do. Right, right. Sorry. Well, we saw Oklahoma do Get that on to your a bikes
1: mis- And go start knocking on some more doors.
0: Yeah, we we saw uh, Oklahoma got your black tie and white
1: shirt <laughs> waiting for you.
0: do that to a Missouri State team, and then the next two games against experienced opponents as the team's growing. Oh my gosh, Kansas State and Iowa State, look what happened. But right,
1: and I think that's where on these Power Fives, which it was their conferences' fault. I give not only Oklahoma, I give a lot of these teams a little pass if they struggle a little early on because they didn't get two North Alabamas to go. Right. All right, now we know what we're doing. Crap, these young guys, you know, Spencer Rattler,
0: you yep. know, quarterback. Throw, you know, throw your bad balls that when they're not going to get picked off in this game, but on tape a good coach can go back in and say, no, no, yeah. no, not that.
1: And so that's why I, all the power fives, I kind of give them teeny bits of passes here and there for games they may have struggled if they were going against a veteran ball club with young guys out there. So, yeah, that's why I think, unfortunately for BYU – you're on the outside looking in, and you're really not getting any closer.
0: Yeah, and, and I just think you know we've had a lot of playoff talk here, because uh, Randy, I'm sorry that if people are break down all you and Baylor, first off we What's don't to break down. We don't know who's playing, but I don't think it matters. I like I think the most likely scenario for this game is that it is close in the first quarter, purely because the Sooners had to take five days and shut down their facilities in right. the middle of the season and then they're sifting through who can be back or not, and then as they get their feet back under them and get back into the flow of things, then they're playing better, and then it turns into the blowout that it should be.
1: And, and I think that is the one thing that's a little scary. Not so much because I think your scenario is probably what happens, but there are scary scenarios for this team because we don't know. What if three of the offensive linemen aren't playing? Right. Okay, You know, as long as you still got Harrison and Murray that can fill in for a couple of the guys, you're good to go. But, you know, you don't know. It could be could be a Swenson, a Murray, and a Harrison, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, who's who's taking over here? What if, right. You know? So there could be some issues they're dealing with like that, but I, th- I think that's kind of the only thing that could slow this. The defensive line, I've said all along, I think it's the best defensive line in the Big 12. What if you had three or four of those guys out? Yeah, they're too deep, but they're not necessarily 3-D. Right. You know? And so that's those are the concerns I have. But at least to me, the good news, after watching Baylor again for, like, the fourth time this year, I don't know if Baylor can overcome any of those things.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they can. And, and they're going to be – this is a letdown spot for them because – They won a game. They won a game. Yes, correct. And then uh, maybe that's where – maybe Bob Stoops helps if he's patrolling the sidelines is these players looking up going, wait, we've got this dude – the skinny young guy that only Kansas State and Iowa State can beat in this conference. Then we've got that guy who was the bad man the entire time I was growing up. They're both over there, and we on our end have this bald guy, first-year head coach Dave Aranda, who (laughs) granted – he handled OU last year. He handled OU last year, but we are not him. We are not the LSU defense of last year.
1: And we're not the Baylor defense of last year. I yeah. think that's the other thing we need to realize. And that's where it's like, I, I don't know. That's that's why it's hard to break this game down, just because there's so many elements we don't know about. You know, if it's somebody with ankle and knee injuries and we saw him in the previous game, it's easy to break it down. We kind of know, oh, more than likely Ronnie's not going to play because of, you know, what happened in the last game. <laughs> We don't know. Yeah, we... I mean, Ryan Perkins could be a guy that's out for COVID reasons. I mean, there's... It's just kind of like you don't know until Saturday about, what, 5 o'clock when the first time the guys go out on the field and start stretching. That's when we'll kind of start figuring out, oh, that guy's out. Oh, that guy's out. And, hey... Free Trajan Bridges.
0: We don't know what's happening with him still. Yeah, may- maybe for maybe you get two guys pe- dinged for contact tracing the receiver room, and then you get Trajan Bridges back. Who knows? Yeah, we need a recount on that. Yeah, uh, yeah, no kidding. No I kidding. I
1: mean, so that that's one reason it's hard to break this game down. I mean, I feel like the one room that's safe for this week is the quarterback room. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like. I think First and second team quarterback will be there. They've uh,
0: they've done their time, yeah. I think, uh, it seems like. But I just think it's really important. Obviously, like as fans of just football, you want this game to happen. Right. Us covering it, You know, I would prefer there to be a game this weekend because the college football slates have gotten pretty barren with all the cancellations and stuff. But I just think the biggest thing is, like I said, you want the Sooners. This is the perfect opponent to come out and have to try to regain your momentum because you're not going to be – tested physically by this baylor football team and if you have to play that game next weekend in morgantown or if your next game's against iowa state it doesn't matter those are the two best defenses that aren't your defensive line in this conference as osu you know gives up 44 to texas tech can we just bury that narrative there Uh, What did
1: i say all season long about that defense
0: exactly what did I say all season long about that defense? It's like, hey, it's it's real nice against Kansas. Do it against yeah. anybody else.
1: And then that secondary crumbles like a cheap suit.
0: Yeah. So I mean, but uh it's that thing of just the the biggest question is will this team be knocked off their momentum? You want this game to happen cuz I don't want to have that question talking about a trip to Morgantown. It's a tough trip. That's a good defense. In a must-win situation. In a must-win situation. Then we can have a very interesting conversation about what you do with the Sils brothers up front. But I just don't think the Baylor Bears have it.
1: No, I, and I'm with you. And the other reason I want this game to happen, I mean, let's be real. It's weird. 2020 is weird. But it's senior day. Yes, they're not going to necessarily do the big ceremony on the field. They're going to figure a time to honor them. But even though every player gets their year back, You don't know what guys are going to come back. Right. be honest, you don't know what guys. I'm not going to say they would do this, but what guys are going to kind of go,
0: Hey, Hey. you want to be a GA next year? sure. sure." Or I'll help
1: you find a home at Mississippi State. I'm friends with Mike Leach. You know, (laughs) here you go. You know, just because numbers start to be a problem. I mean, you got a recruiting class coming in. And to be honest, speaking of recruiting, the other reason you want this game, if you're an Oklahoma fan or anyone that's out there, You know, that follows Oklahoma and knows what's on the horizon for this team. The other reason you want it, Sooner Summit Part 2. No visitors are allowed from the university, but Caleb Williams.
0: Caleb Williams now lives
1: in Norman. I think they've got the air mattress
0: brigade out. And
1: he's a one-man recruiting show. I mean, he talked about it the other day. Hey, some guys reached out and want to go to a game. Guess what? Some recruits are coming to town, and oh my gosh, I want ma- this
0: game to happen magically. Caleb Williams is going to have thirty tickets to the game. Exactly. Whoa! How did that happen? Well, and magically, I
1: can't even say his name. Number one receiver in the country. You know, it looks like hey, Emeka going- Abuka. Yeah, he's
0: not maybe going to Ohio State anymore. And and there's three offensive linemen in the next like month that are all top guys. All of a sudden, you go
1: hmm, and you got a couple of defensive guys that are you know yeah. looking at Oklahoma. It's like if any of those guys, which he pretty much alluded to in Twitter, that I would say is what he was alluding to is about five guys at least. Right. In. And I know there were two defensive guys he tweeted to about it. Yeah. So if they're coming in, I mean, as an Oklahoma fan that's looking for this team to even get better and more talent, this, this is about as good a recruiting trip as you can get for the university. So you want this game to happen for that reason alone.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, there's just a lot of good things that could happen I'm not going to say positives there's a a lot of stuff only bad can come out of this game getting canceled as far as throwing your momentum off all that stuff like I the worry's not there for me like I I have Mm -hmm. confidence unless something crazy happens even if they can't get this game in that they'll be cleared to play next week I can't imagine a program dealt with all of this and isn't lock and key, everyone's following the the procedures to make sure it doesn't happen again in the next... You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, it's it's run... Th- whatever's run through is run through. Anything that happens on top of this is just carelessness by people happening.
1: I kind of agree with you on that because, yeah, that that's the way it seems like it works. Anytime... I mean, let's even look at the NFL. Yeah, the Ravens this week have had their issues, but even today, before the game, everyone tested those on the roster, all tested negative. Once they finally rooted out, isolated everything. And so, yeah, you would think it's fine. To be honest, the other reason I want this game played this week, whether they play next week or not, and I want them to play both games, just for that pressure on a committee to go, hey, right, who's here? You know, I I don't worry about momentum right now because I treat this week as, even though it wasn't on the schedule this way, it's a bye week. They've been fine coming out of bye weeks. Right. I worry more about, okay, now it's two weeks. Did... People start to get lags, take that edge that they've been playing with for the last championship November. Did they lose some of that?
0: So that's the main
1: reason I really want it played because it's like go out there and just keep that edge. Go out there, play three quarters, and take the rest of the game off.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It'll be interesting just to see how this thing comes down to a close because no matter what happens, we're going to have – Really intriguing storylines the rest of the way. If this game gets scrapped, like we said, a very interesting conversation to have of not knowing who's going to play and not playing for almost, what, a month it feels like? Yeah. For uh, going into that West Virginia game, like that West Virginia defense might be the best in the conference. Uh, Big 12 championship game, like we said. As of right now, Iowa State will have an extra week on the Sooners. Mm -hmm. Interesting to see. I know OU will have the motivation, but it's not your normal, like, Iowa State— they have not won a conference title game since 1912. Like, if you don't think you're going to get their best shot again, like, there will be no, oh, we've already beat this team. I-, I think it could set up to be one of the most hard-hitting, intense first halves of the Big 12 title game. I don't think these two teams are particularly close if OU can recapture some of that momentum that they've been playing with. fully, Fully agree, and I'm
1: looking forward to it if it gets down to that, which hopefully it does. Because also I think if there's a team that's got Oklahoma's attention – a it's cyclist. Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, and that doesn't mean they're going to win. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, it's a layup for Oklahoma. They're going to win this. But I think it worried me a little when you go, ooh, Oklahoma State. Oh, you handled them pretty well. Right. I'm not saying they wouldn't have their full attention if they had to play OSU in the title game, but that one's a little worrisome. Texas. They're motivated. They felt like they had a shot to win that game, and they did. That one would have been a really tough game. This one, at least, Oklahoma is the one kind of going in, and going, wait a minute, twice you beat us twice in a row. Hold the phone. This is for all the marbles, and we know what we're doing.
0: Yeah, I just I think it'll be fascinating to see. Look, we saw Ronnie Perkins' reaction to basically a week off and everyone saying that OSU is the best thing since sliced bread defensively, and he decided I'm just going to kill their quarterback live on national television. That's how I'm going to respond to that. Ronnie Perkins was on the sidelines in Ames. I'm interested to see what we get out of Ronnie Perkins in a y'all missed me once You're not going to miss me, you know what I mean? And to be honest, two out of the next three games
1: for Oklahoma, if they play in the title game, you'll probably see that same edge because you just mentioned West Virginia may be the best defense. I'm not sure that's the case. You're going to get how good Iowa State's defense is. We're talking about a defense now that Ronnie's on there that that whole unit is motivated to go, no, 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 we're the best defense. Yeah. You know, no, we're going to kind of like you said, we're going to kill your quarterback, you know. We're going, We're going to, to kill all of you. At this all, all of you will have heads on pikes. <laughs> exactly. So that's at least the other good sign for Oklahoma. I think all the two out of the next three for sure. This is a motivated, motivated defense.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So hopefully, like we said, fingers crossed we'll get that in. We will have a post game for the Baylor game, assuming, there's one. assuming it happens. And then next week, like we said, we will have Oklahoma basketball. Uh, today. Uh, On release day, on Thursday, the Sooners tip off against UTSA and one of the big things they wanted to get that in because sunday the sooners and tcu the weird scheduling how weird is that
1: cuz then it's what two non conference games after that yeah correct and then Xavier it's savior and i can't remember who on the following
0: week yeah i think it's like uh florida AM or something yeah, yeah I, I think yeah, it's florida yeah, am yeah so it's interesting but the sooners definitely wanted to get a non like just a game in before conference play starts so that'll be really intriguing we'll have had two ou basketball games by the time we talk to you for our normal weekly pod, it'll be really interesting to see who all's out there, not Victor Iwakor, of course. Yeah.
1: Not 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 for some reason. I wonder why.
0: Shout out Lon though for just being like, yeah. Again, hey, just let everyone know we've got nine dudes. Victor's not one of them. Hey, and let me tell you,
1: and we'll get into basketball as we're going. I think the team's gonna be fun to watch this year. They've got for some sure. good young talent coming back, and they've got some good young talent coming in as well.
0: Well, and I think the team fits better. Yep. For what uh I, I like Christian Doolittle, but for what the fit of Austin Reeves, Brady, Manning, and Christian Doolittle, I just think that their skill sets overlapped too much almost. I, I kind of agree. And yeah. that none of them were good enough to to break through and just say, I got this, and, and take the team to that next level. I think that, yes, Kirkweth has had some deficiencies um, getting lost on defense, but I think being able to move Brady back to the four. Um can play a little three if you get a mismatch. Letting Austin Reeves go at some smaller guards mm-hmm. if you can get that. Like, I think that'll help them out.
1: Well, more. and we saw that, I think, unfortunately, in the very last game of the yes. season for them.
0: Yes. I mean, they kind of went
1: to some of that where it's like, yeah, that's the unit. And it looked like they started finding that. Now you make some young guys in there with it. It's going to be a fun year to follow them this year so we'll be doing that throughout the season
0: absolutely and you can follow us at rj heights 1077 on twitter at radios ryan follow both of those like i said i'll be in the building in the lnc i'm not going to be in fort worth on sunday not trying to make that trek
1: oh come on
0: yeah i know i know uh boomy boomy but follow us there all the coverage you need for ou basketball for ou football have some stories up on uh, thefranchiseok.com. doing some duty there as well if you would like to read more about everything that Lincoln Riley, Delarian Turner, everyone had to say about the Bob Stoops thing. That's up there and there'll be some more stuff throughout the week. So at Raiders Ryan at RJ Heights, 107.7. Those are the places to be till next time. Be safe. See y'all.